Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams, so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hello and welcome to The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer, Micah Richards and me, Gary Lineker. The big news is Big Mix is finally back from his big Mexican adventure. <laughs> How was it, Micah? Are you glad to be back? Oh my God, I'm absolutely goosed. <laughs> A bit jet to- lag. Mexico City, a comeback, go to Mexico City, Guadalajara, La Paz, and Cabo, or Cabo as some people pronounce it. Um, But yeah, it was a great time. But I've had no sleep. I got back about two hours ago. I left Mexico around four or five o'clock yesterday, and I've just got home two hours ago. Right. um, Let's explain um, what we're going to do this week. Uh, With the latest international break coming to a close and everyone gearing up for the hectic, festive period of football that's coming up, we thought it would be a good time to take stock and reflect on the season so far. Uh, You'll hopefully remember that when we first launched this new show, uh, we did an episode where we went through all 20 Premier League clubs and gave our predictions for the season and where each club would possibly finish. So what we're going to do today is look back at all those predictions, uh, club by club, and reflect on how those teams have been getting on and see if anyone wants to drastically change any of their forecasts. A bit of half-term report, if you will, or maybe we should call it um, a third term. (laughs) Uh, We'll also look at um, all the challenges that each club faces and any surprises we might see between now and the end of the season. Uh, As we did before, we'll go through all of the clubs in alphabetical order, which means we'll be kicking off with AFC Bournemouth. Now, with each club, I'm going to read out what we said. Basically, so with Bournemouth, I said they will avoid relegation and that the new manager with his style of rock and roll football would do pretty well. Um, Alan said definitely in a relegation battle and Micah said relegated. (laughs) So, Micah, you can start as you were the most pessimistic. Uh, Yes, I I, I still, I'm going to stick to my guns. I think Bournemouth rely a lot on Solanke and he's, his goals. We did a couple of analysis pieces on them early on in the season 
when the new manager was announced and what he could bring to the team. And for the first couple of games, I saw that and I seen a big improvement or I seen a difference. I won't say improvement. We've seen a style of play that was trying to press high uh, and then they would defend deep, but knowing a little bit more organized uh, defensively and then transition going forward. But I still don't know if they will have enough to stay up. So I'm going to stick to my guns and say Bournemouth will get relegated. (laughs) Alan, you said a relegation fight, uh, uh, which... Yeah, that which I suppose at the moment you would say they are still in that, even though they've they've won a couple of games recently and start to show a little bit of form. Yeah, there's been little shoots of improvement, haven't there? But um, I'm not in any way changing my opinion on that. They will be uh, in a relegation battle. They were really poor at times, taking the last couple of games, beat Newcastle really convincingly with the injury depleted side against Newcastle, but. They did really well in that game, but I still I still stick it to what I've said and said that um, they'll probably get out of it, but they will be in a battle all season. I said they'll avoid relegation. Um, I'm still mildly confident of that. I think um, Alan's probably the safest saying they'll be in a relegation battle because that covers all that covers all aspects. But I think the manager's style of play is starting to fit in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the fact that I think. Um, they will stay up. Let's move on to Arsenal. Now, I said they would win the league. I said they'd be champions, mainly because you two went for Manchester City and someone had to be a bit different. He's getting Alan's... excuses in early doors, isn't he? Not like to be stubborn, is it, Micah? Yeah, hey, I've got to be stubborn. Uh, Alan, you said they'd be challenging. They will push City, but not win it. Micah, you said they will challenge and be in the top two, but obviously Man- you went with Manchester City. So... Um, I will say they're still up there. They're still right in it. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with it. Not with a great deal of confidence, but um, I never had that in the first place. But I, I do think they've got the makings of something. I think they'll be fairly close to it. So I'm going to stay with my initial prediction of the fact that they uh, will win the league. Alan? Again, I'm happy with what I said. I, I said they'll fin- finish second. They'll just mm. fall short of City. And I be- still believe that's what will happen. They- What's missing? What's missing to make them a title winners? I still think a Goal score? top class centre forward. Mm. Yeah. Micah? I, I just think Arteta, and I, I love Arteta. I think he's a top manager. I've fully bought into what he's trying to do. But the whole Ramsdale Raya situation. Do you think that's I, made a difference? I, I just believe it's caused uncertainty. And when you go in for the league, you don't really want that. So, in terms of Raya's performances, he's actually done all right, but he's made a few bad mistakes. And now everyone's, that's all everyone's talking about. So, I think it's an unwanted distraction. And I think um, the other teams fighting for the title have more of a, a smoother off-field things going on. So I'm going to say still top two, top three. I don't think they'll win the league. Okay. Next up, Aston Villa. Uh, I said Europe. Alan said top six, um, challenging to go better than they did last year. Uh, Emery made clever signings, blah, blah, blah. You picked out Diaby. Good good shout, Alan. Uh, Mikey, you said fighting for Europe, but we'll finish seventh or eighth. Uh, 
I think you picked um, Torres as a possible signing of the season. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with Europe. I think they've been really good this season. Um, I love watching them play. They play really um, aggressive attacking football, high press, very, you know, it's a little bit gung-ho at times with the high line, but I, I kind of admire that. We've seen it with a lot of teams um, this season and they've got goals in them. And I think when you've got goals in you, that makes a real difference. So I'm going to definitely stick uh, with Europe. I don't think they'll quite make the top four, but certainly either the Europa League or the conference. Can I just say before you go, Alan, when we say your... What Alan's we say not going be- anywhere yet. We're only on A for Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> this, this fifth place as well mm. could potentially well, that's be a good point. Champions League as well. So when we say Europe, are we yep. saying Europa League, mm-hmm. Europa Conference, or are we saying fifth spot for the Champions League? Well, I said pushing for the Champions <laughs> League. That's what I said. But I said probably just missing out and finishing sixth. I mean, I don't want to sound repetitive, but I'm happy with my decision again. <laughs> you're, just, you're just always right, Al. Anyone would think I knew what I was fucking talking about. <laughs> well, you had a lead pundit at the BBC. You should... <laughs> for now, Micah, for, for now. now. For now. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, uh, they have been terrific, haven't they? So They've far this brilliant. season. What a job he's done, by the way, the manager. I think he's just been fantastic. The signings, especially, you know, that. remember the first game of the season, Newcastle, when they got battered off Newcastle? They lost um, Ming's serious injury and you thought, uh-oh, what's going on here? But they've recovered so well. And not only that, they've managed to do it whilst playing in Europe and not have a lot of changes to their to their team. Um, and he's, he's, he's sort of... They've gone along in the right way and he's kept a lot of them fit and it looks a real happy camp. He's a master of European competition. He's proved that obviously in, in, in his previous jobs. And they've scored the second most amount of goals after Manchester City, which is impressive, Micah. Yeah, very impressive. But I would, I would agree with Alan in terms of injuries. It's not only Mings. They had Jacob Ramsey, who was so good for them last season. As well, they had Wendia, who looked like he was their most sort of attacking threat. Uh, And they lost Diego Carlos, another centre-back as well. So to have them injuries and still score the goals, Ollie Watkins, I mean, we've talked about him before and I was, I won't say critical, but I was asking you guys, what could he do more? But he's in the form of his life and... He's improving. He is. He really, really is improvement, and it's great to see. So, yes, I'm going to say Europe. Europe. Okay. I think we all agree with that. Um, moving on to Brentford now. I think we all deserve a little bit of credit here because um, I've gone mid-table. Alan said ninth. Micah said mid-table. Um, they won't do any better than that. And at the moment, they're 11th in the league. Um, and and you have to say that they're punching above their weight, aren't they? As you know, it's a, it's a relatively speaking, it's a, a small club. Um, some of the results they get, particularly against the top six, are remarkable. And they've done it all without Ivan Tony. Yep. So I know. yeah, um, full of admiration for who and what they are, what they've achieved, what they do every week, uh, how they play, the atmosphere at that stadium, superb. I just think that they've been brilliant and. I'm happy with the prediction and I think they'll finish in the top off. Can we just talk about the manager for for a moment? I, I really like him. Calm. He's, he's, not, he's calm, but he's likeable. He's unbelievable. It's just amazing. Mm. And I, I said on radio, BBC Radio, about 18 months ago, that Brentford, they're just, 
boring or average. And honestly, I've <laughs> ate my words. They just have a system. They know what they're doing. Like Alan said, without Tony, Wissa and Mbermo have been outstanding. And yes. Does Tony get straight back in when he gets fit and playing again, do you think? Do you not think they're trying to get rid? I don't know. Do you think trying to get... Or they'll well, take the I money, just think, do you think? I think with all the, all the reports going around, I, don't, I just think there's no smoke without fire. I don't know whether... They think they can cash in on uh, on him. I'm not sure. I don't know. I may, I'm guessing. Maybe I'm they're wrong. Touting, they're touting him about, aren't they? They're just putting a, a couple of couple of feelers out there to see see how much they could get for him. Who do, who do, you, who do you think might might take him? The Arsenal. You do think that? Do you think he's a fit for the way they play? And Chelsea. I, I just believe Arsenal, I think of Arteta, he can be fluid in the way they play. So... Yes, I do feel he fits into that style. They've got Trossard who can play sort of this false nine. They have Tony who could play a bit further forward. Jesus who can play up front and on the left and the right. So it just gives them another option. So yes, for me. Okay, uh, well done Brentford so far and well done Brighton too. Um, I think we, I said comfortably mid-table. You, you both said mid-table. I say what, we're quite good at this, aren't we? <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't realise we were that accurate. Um, they're, eighth, they're currently eighth uh, in the league. Um, they did have a terrific start and they've stalled a little bit. And I wonder, unlike Villa, they might be paying the price, a bit of a toll for, for playing in Europe, which sometimes you, you kind of suffer for your own success, don't you? They had a couple of good results, though, haven't they, in the last couple of games, which have pulled them pulled them back into the European games. So, um, yeah, they'll they'll be fine. They'll play some really good football. I, I think they'll be happy with the way it's gone. Um, had some good results, not so good, but I think that that will be their season. Yeah, I think they've missed Estepinion uh, a little bit, and they've what's two losses and four draws in the last six games, Micah. Yeah, uh, Estepinion is is one of the is my first pick on fantasy football. Hmm. Marauding left back or or wing back, whatever you want to call him. They, they've definitely missed him. Um, but again, it's just the manager, Deserby. I'm going to go a big shout here. I'm going to say the next Man City manager. He's heard something, Gaz. He's heard something. Ooh, the Manchester City ambassador has spoken. (laughs) (laughs) This is just my opinion. I have not heard anything. He's on the inside. He knows something. It's his est opinion. Sorry, that's awful. I like that, guys. It was very good. It was very good. Um, So mid-table, we we all think they'll stay there. Um, Right, on to Burnley. Well, yeah, this is interesting. I said fighting relegation, but will stay up. Alan fighting relegation, but will have enough to stay up. And Micah, (laughs) mid-table. (laughs) Mid-table. Mid-table, Micah. (laughs) We'll start with you, Micah. This might be the first admission of a possible error. Uh, Well, like you said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's only 12 games gone. Early days. I don't know if... It was heart and and head, you know, playing with company, seeing how well he did in the championship. Um, I expected a lot more, if I'm being totally honest. They've disappointed me. I'll, in the group, every single week, Burnley trying to play out from the back again and conceding. But that's their way. 
I don't think Burnley now can change. I don't because I think all the other teams are better at doing what they do. If they try to do what someone else does, there won't be the same Burnley. Yes, they're naive, Alan. I agree with you. But I'm going to say they're yes. going to stay up. Ooh. I have seen nothing yeah. at all to tell me that Burnley will stay up. I've been really surprised how poor they've been, actually. Because I, I, I thought they would have come in and played the way that he wants. We know he wants to play out from the back. But they're trying that. But they are just getting battered week after week in terms of trying to do it. And it just doesn't seem as if they're learning their lesson. And I would be amazed if they were to stay up now in the position they're in and what I've seen. They are the one team that are below Everton who have just been docked 10 points, um, which, which speaks for itself. One win, one draw. 10 losses. Um, they've got it all to do. I, I don't know whether it's my, you know, I'd really like Vincent Company a lot and um, admire We him. all do, and Gary. I, and and, and I, I want them to do well because I like the way they try and play their football, but it's it's not working at present. So I've, I've got my doubts. I think it would take a hell of an effort now for them to stay up. So I think we, I think we concur on that one. Um, right, Chelsea, interesting one. Um, I said that... Um, They'll be higher than 12th that they were last season. <laughs> oh, my word. Right, hang on, there's more, there's more. I said European football, but not top four. Quite happy with that. Thank you very much. Uh, Alan, they will challenge for Europe, but not top four. Very similar. Uh, Micah, they will do a lot better, but will miss out on the top four and make European football. So we all said the same thing. And I, at the moment, I'm not going to change. Are you? No, I won't change. I think they're getting better. They've certainly improved in the last month or so. I do trust in Pochettino. I think he's a really good manager. We said if he was given time, which he was going to have to be given because it wasn't going to happen automatically. They've still got a lot to do. They're 10th in the league uh, at the moment, but they've shown signs of improvement in recent weeks. Uh, Cole Palmer, one of the signings of the season, possibly. Micah? Do you remember when we, um, I think it was a game we did last season and, and, he, and he came on and we was all saying, oh, what's he like? What sort of player is he? He's number 10. Is he playing the wing? Come through the academy. And I'm not surprised what he's doing. I think he's talent. I, I wouldn't say as much as Foden. I wouldn't say his ability could take him as far as Foden. He's probably not quite as quick. But he's very skillful and he's mm. just the way he glides with the ball and he's just got a different sort of mentality. You go to a club, you've been at Man City all your life, he's taking penalties off Raheem Sterling. He's scoring penalties in last minute against your old club. It takes great courage. And I just think he's got the full package. I think possibly as well, the victory at Tottenham and then the 4-0 draw against... Manchester City, I think that will give them a lot of confidence. They've still got, obviously, a lot to do to get to Europe. I think it's unlikely, very unlikely, they'll make the top four. But I think under Pochettino, Alan, there's, there's signs of improvement now. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't think they'll make top six, but I think they'll challenge for seventh or eighth, something like that, which may be enough to get in the Conference League or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I think they're improving, they'll get better, but I don't expect them to be in the top six. OK, on to Crystal Palace. I said mid-table, Alan said mid-table, but they won't battle relegation. And Micah said they will struggle, but will avoid relegation. Not much uh, difference in that. They're 13th in the league at the moment. And I think we're all fairly confident of sticking with our guns, aren't we? 
Roy Hodgson knows what he's doing, doesn't he? But but we have to give him great credit again. Another manager, and you know, my mate Vieira. Um, I thought it was a little bit too soon for him to to get the sack. I thought, given more time, he really could have changed the fate, especially with the fixtures at the around that time. He would have got some points on the board, but you can't take anything away from Hodgson and how he's galvanised this squad. And he just does what he does and fair play to him. He, he works out the shape particularly, doesn't he, Alan? I think only five teams have conceded fewer goals and they are Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs and Newcastle. That that's, does take a genius to work out that if you're going to survive in this league, you cannot concede a lot of goals like Burnley do, like Luton do like Sheffield United do, like Bournemouth do. And we, when we had Steve on a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I was really impressed with him and he's, he's running a really tight ship. He knows what he's doing. The football club's very good, and which is the reason they went back to Roy. And yeah, I'm, I wouldn't change anything with Palace. They'll be fine. They'll be safe from relegation. I don't think they'll have any problems. I think what's impressive is is how they've coped without the man that was their talisman for so long, Wilfred Zahar. It's always the way, though, and that's what I, I said a little bit with, with Kane leaving Spurs. Players want to take responsibility, and Zahar was an amazing player, but I, I felt like the rest of the team just expected too much from him at times, that he's going to be the game winner, and he did on so many occasions. But now they're just a more organised, solid team, know what you get. And you've got to give credit to uh, AU as well, because I played with him at Villa, he was up and down, didn't know where his career was going to go, but he's gone there, knuckled down, and he's put in some really good performances. Doesn't score many goals, but he, he works he his works socks off, doesn't team, he? Yeah. And he's, he's, he's a good team player, that's for sure. Right, Everton. Now, obviously, at the start of the season, <sighs> we could not possibly have predicted that they would um, lose 10 points, be docked 10 points, I should say. Uh, I said they'd have a tough season, but will avoid uh, relegation. Um, you said exactly the same thing. In fact, we, all three of us said the same thing. Now, what do we think? With the 10 point, they're now 19th in the table. I think if you'd have said to us at the start of the season that, that the third of the way through the season, Everton will be docked 10 points. I think all three of us have said no chance of them staying up. But they've had a good run of form in recent weeks. But will it be enough? Because they need another good run of form now to get out of the, the bottom three. Um, and normally, what do you say? I mean, they say 38 points is safe, but I think it's going to be a lot fewer points than that this season. So they need to, you would think realistically though, get over 40 points this season because that would give them over 30 points in reality. Can they do it? Can they do it, Alan? It would be a hell of an achievement if they did. I think they can do it. I, I, I really do. I think um, I totally agree with you. If you had said to me before ball was kicked, they're going to be minus 10, I would have said no chance. Because uh, I thought I, I thought because of who and what they are and, and where they are in terms of a club at the minute, then I thought that they would just have enough anyway. But I've been I've been impressed with them, what the job that, that they've uh, they've done. And I think what will happen now is, is that Goodison Park, will be a horrible place to go for teams because it'll be a siege mentality, us against the world. Um, and I, I think because of the standard of the league at the bottom, I think that they will have enough to get out of it just. Can, can I just ask a, a quick question? So um, I don't know if you remember last season, Juventus got dock points 
And then before the season ended, they give him the points back and they went up the league. So the whole, <laughs> pro, <laughs> the, the whole process now- I don't now think that's going to happen. No, Although there Everton, is an appeal. appeal. Exactly. So I was listening to you lot's podcast the other day with Nick and he said there's an appeal. And from his opinion, he didn't think uh, it was going to be in their favour. But if they were to win that appeal and then get the points back- that's got to be considered, but or maybe a few points back. I think I think it's yes. unlikely they'll get all ten, but they, I think it, I think Alan and myself, we both thought maybe it would be kind of cut to six. Six, yes, that's um, what I was thinking. So Around five, I think six with points. six, you'd say I fancy them to stay up. With ten, it's going to be difficult, but still possible. It would be a hell of an achievement um, if they if they did manage to to stay up. Um, I mean, obviously, I having played for Everton and have an affinity towards that club. I really hope they do it because you know when 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 things like this happen, it's the owners that or the people in charge of the club make the stakes, but it's the players and the fans that suffer, isn't it? And they've done nothing wrong, and that's what. So you know, let's all root on. I'm going to stick with my prediction. Are you? I'm sticking as well. Me too. That's three of us. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, let's move on to Fulham. Um, I said they'd struggle against relegation, but will stay up. Alan said 11th, 12th or 13th, but they have a few things to sort out. Micah went um, mid-table. They're currently 15th, so obviously I'm um, way more on target than either of you two. Uh, they've, lost, they've lost three of the last four, and I, I just wonder whether they can score enough goals, and they're, they're missing Mitrovic, aren't they? As you would expect. They certainly are. And not just that, I think I said really early doors that it's going to be a massive season for Jimenez. I really thought he would go there, be the main man, had so much more time to come to grips with his injury. It's such a shame, isn't it, in That's many ways? I mean. It's because he was so good. He's so good. And now he's not the same player. And to have that taken away from you must be so difficult. So, yeah, losing Mitrovic was always going to be difficult. And at this moment, they'll be all right, but they're underachieving for how well they did last season. You never know with Jimenez, though. It could could be the fact that he's easing his way back and then he suddenly scores one or two and you get that confidence and everything will change. Or is that wishful thinking, Alan? I don't think they'll, uh, they'll be relegated at all. Um, I don't think they'll be in trouble. Um, what do you say they're 15th now yeah I, I would have them yeah 14, 13 something yeah, like that yeah. ok we're halfway through so let's take a break hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to The Rest is Football with Alan Shearer and Micah Richardson, me, Gary Lineker. Uh, we're reviewing our predictions from the start of the season. Um, we're halfway through and I think overall we've done pretty well so far. Obviously, there's a long way left in the season, um, but we'll carry on. And we've reached um, the letter L, which means Liverpool. Um, I said that they'd be pushing for the title and in the top four. Um, Alan said qualifying for the Champions League and Micah said top four. So we were all pretty much in agreement. I did, though, push myself a little bit farther than you two that obviously sat on the fence a little by saying that they were pushed for the title. And they are at the moment. I know it's early dates, but they're doing all right. I think Liverpool are where I thought they would be. Um, I think they're, they're always going to score goals with the forwards that they have. Um Slobozhlai has been a great sign, and I think for uh, for for them, um, it's exactly what they uh, what they needed, how they needed to uh, to strengthen. I just still think that they might come a little bit short uh, defensively to go and win the title. So Van Dijk's looked better though, hasn't he? He hasn't. He hasn't the last three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is promising for them. And Mo Salah once again, in, extraordinarily consistent, isn't he? I mean, ten goals, four assists. Already one of the players of the season so far, Micah. I just don't understand how he keeps doing it. There's because he's really, I'm, really good. It's just, <laughs> but it's, he, even when he doesn't play well, he still scores. I look at his position sometimes. Alan did that a whole entirety of his career. <laughs> Can you imagine being a striker that's been around for years and scoring goals? It's not fucking easy, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you look at Salah's position on that right-hand side... And so many times I'm thinking, and Harry will agree with me with this, you know, with fantasy football. Like he's <laughs> never, he's never in the box. He's never. You're thinking, get in the box, get in the box. And then his timing is just superb. He gets in at the right time and he's in the right place. And he's just, he's a Premier League legend, isn't he? I mean, he's got to be pushing that all star eleven for the Premier League now because his consistency is off the scale. Yeah, another mention for producer Harry the Fiat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's giggling Harry alongside. Harry the Fiat, that's stuck for life. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, City have got a few injuries at the moment. If for some reason, I mean, they need a lot of injuries because they've got an extraordinary squad. Amazing strength in depth. But, you know, it's hard. It's not that easy to be consistently brilliant like, Manchester City have been. I suspect they will be because Pep is extraordinary and what he brings out of them. But I think, you know, along with probably Arsenal, like, you know, we talked about Spurs, we'll come to them uh, in a while. But, you know, Liverpool have been the team generally, apart from last season, that have pushed City. So I think they've got a chance. We'll see. Right. Luton Town. Um, all three of us um, thought that it would be probably too much for them and that they would be relegated. But at the moment, um, with the deduction of points for Everton, um, they are 17th, so they're not in the bottom three. Um, I think they've actually done all right. I mean, I don't, you know, they've not got probably the quality, well, they haven't got the quality of a lot of sides um, in the league, um, but they're not getting hammered. 
Um, I think that I think they've you know had a real go. They've been pretty fearless. I still think they'll probably um, be relegated at the end of the season. But I think they've been a credit to themselves and the way they've played and performed and battled uh, in the games. And on occasions, they've been a tad unfortunate. I wouldn't say anything differently to what you said. I think they've got a fighting chance because of their attitude. I think when you've got when you've got a group of players that the manager knows that are going to go out and give you and give the fans everything, then you've got a chance. And that's what exactly what they do. They've got no superstars. They're, they're, a, they're a well-oiled bunch. Um, they work hard and they've got, a, they've got a fighting chance. Yeah, I still think they'll be relegated, but they've given themselves a really good opportunity to steal, particularly with what's happened to, uh, to Everton now. So, uh, yeah, I think their fans and their manager and everyone else will be reasonably satisfied with what they're seeing. Yeah, I, I think they're really good at set pieces. I've watched them a lot now, as we all have. And if I was to pick one part from their game, which was really clever, because you're not going to pass teams off the park in the Premier League. You're just not. But a lot of their goals, the movement on set pieces, especially from corners, and Morris has been a handful up front. He scored three goals and, and had an assist as well. So, And, and he can hold up the ball. And when you, you need your striker to hold it, he really does that and gets them up the pitch. So better than I thought they would be, um, but probably still just go down. Yeah, okay. I think we're all probably agreed on that. Um, right, Manchester City. You two obviously both went for them to win the title. Um, I knew you'd do that, so I went, I went for it. <laughs> for Arsenal because it'd be really boring if all three of us went for, for Manchester City um, so they are obviously first at the moment they had a little bit of a blip didn't they when Rodri was suspended and lost back-to-back um, -back games there um, Haaland has carried on where he left off last season 13 goals already this season um, it takes a brave man, a brave man to tip against them. <laughs> and neither of you are brave. <laughs> it takes a stupid man. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Go on, Mike. You can speak uh, about the club. I mean, what can we say about Man City? And a lot of people before the season started, have they still got the hunger? People have won the league three times in a row before. No one's won it four times in the Premier League maybe years ago someone will come up with a stat well what are you talking about in the Premier League no one's won it four times in a row and they just keep on doing it there's a couple deficiencies within this squad though which are when Stones plays at centre-back and goes into the midfield area, if you just watch the analysis, how they close the ball in midfield and get the ball back, if it's Ake or Akanji or Guardiola, it's not the same. So when Man City were playing Chelsea, normally when they would be getting the ball back really high up, there was this massive ocean of space in the middle of the pitch. And of course, Man City dominate the ball, loads of players forward, but just still on that counter-attack, as Chelsea shown us all, if you go at them, you can score a goal. Yeah, Stones has made, uh, he's, he's become a very important player for Manchester City. And don't forget Kevin De Bruyne, he's not, he's not been around all season, so he, I'm sure he'll come back at, at some point. Um, 
So are you going to... Yeah, I'm you're sticking. Gonna, I mean, of course oh, you are sticking. I mean, sticking. Yeah. Of course we are. I mean, they're so, they're so good, aren't they? And they're so impressive. You've just and got so... such a big pool of players as well, Gary. That's the only uh, of yeah. quality players as well, you know? That's why I stuck with them. I mean, and the manager. Um, He's so, amazing. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen anything yet to say to me that they're not going to win the league this season. Do you think it'd be better for the Premier League if they didn't? That's to you, Alan, not Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, just to the sense you don't want you don't want the same winner every year, do you? Well, the Man City fans will argue against that and Pep <laughs> well, of will. Course. Um, but I'm not sure it'll be better for the Premier League. I just I think it'll be better if they get pushed all the way and it goes and it goes to the last week or two of the uh, to the season, then it'll be it'll be great for everyone else. But um oh, they're just such a strong squad. Yeah, they are. On to the other Manchester, United. They've had an interesting season so far. Um, I said top four. Alan said uh, finishing fourth, um, definitely Champions League. Um, Micah, you said fourth as well. Um, they're currently six, but they're a, they've kind of found a little bit of form in the league. Four wins in the last five. The most informed side in the league. But, you know what? This is why I, I, I do not like stats. And obviously it's a I agree with stat. You. But look at the teams that they've played. The bottom of the group in the Champions League. I mean... I just, it's its all a little bit of a Are myth. Are you accusing me of bending statistics? <laughs> I, I was having this argument with someone before I went away and it was like, well, the most informed team. I'm like, but you're supposed to win them teams. If you was playing Man City and beating Chelsea and Liverpool and that, I would give them the credit, but come on. Do you know what their next game is this weekend? Everton. Ooh, good. Everton, Everton away. Oh. I mean, oh, that Goodison will be rocking. That is bad timing. You don't want to be the team that plays at Goodison this weekend, I don't think. Micah, you know, you say they're just the bottom of the teams. Didn't Luton draw Liverpool? Did they? I'm sure they did, didn't they? Wasn't it yeah, one all? I think, they, I think they did, actually, Alan. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Going to the maybe, maybe those stats aren't so bad after all, then, eh? <laughs> I can't believe I'm sticking up for Man United. I know. <laughs> what is going on? Here? Yeah. What about what about the takeover stuff? Once I mean, it's eventually going to happen, isn't it? With Ineos like. taking over and the twenty five percent and everything else, do you think that they'll all of a sudden be funds available available in January? And it'll bring a couple of big players in. I don't know. Um, well, Brailsford will come in, so that'll be. Bicycles for all, I suppose. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? That you suddenly go, somebody comes in with a 25% shake and perhaps they take over the football side of things. But I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. No, it's a, no. I mean, it's, it's a club, I think, that's in a degree of turmoil and they've got to find someone up front that's going to score goals. Rashford needs to find his form. Hoyland start, needs to start showing perhaps his, his, his promise and in terms of his numbers. Uh, certainly in the Premier League, he's done, he's done really well in the um, Champions League. I think my prediction of fourth, I'm, I don't know, I really, honestly, no. it's, a, it's, a, it's a football club at the minute where I just think, I don't know, it's a bit of a basket case what's going on. So I, I, I honestly, I don't know whether they'll finish fourth or eighth. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. I, I, I think a European position. I've I've lost my I'm I'm lost confidence in terms of Champions League, Micah. Yeah, I've, I've I've lost my Same. confidence yeah. as well. Um, everyone thinks I'm being biased. Well, I I actually want Man United to do well because they're a big brand. It's good for the Premier League. I just don't <laughs> want them to be better than C. 
You want, you want them to be better than City? Uh, no, I just told someone there. <laughs> just, just rewind uh, that, will you? Michael Richards really yeah, yeah. wants Manchester United to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He'll be asking to edit that out later. <laughs> that fucking right. tequila must have been strong in Mexico. <laughs> Um, it's the big one, Alan. I said they just miss out on the Champions League. Actually, I'd, I'd forgotten at that point. I said miss out on the Champions League, but I'd finish him. I said they finish fifth, which will almost certainly uh, qualify for the um, Champions League uh, next season. You said the same. Oh, in fact, all three of us did. Ooh, I don't know. They've got a lot of injuries. I'm... I I think I might drift towards perhaps just just Europe. I still think they'll make Europe. I think they've got so many injuries and they've got to contend um, with the Champions League. I'm not whether they'll have to contend with the Champions League come next year um, when it restarts in the knockout stages. I'm not so sure. Um, hate to be a little bit negative, Alan, but uh, things have gone a little bit pear shaped the last few weeks. Yeah, the last couple of weeks haven't been great in the league. Um... Well, the Bournemouth result was really poor. A uh, couple of poor performances in the Champions League also. They've got a ton of injuries, which isn't helping. The international break would have done them a world of good, I hope, to get at least maybe two or three players back. I don't know, hopefully. Isak the Tonali uh, thing as well. Tonali thing as well, that's gone against them. Um, still in the Carabao uh, Cup, so... I mean, they're they're still they're still going in in uh, in that and the Champions League, albeit still, up against it. Still what in the Carabao Cup. <laughs> what didn't they knock Man City? Didn't they knock Man United out last year? You bottled it. What are you talking about? Shut up, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love the two. No, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry, the two. I'm sorry. <laughs> At the start of the season, it was all about the Champions League and the the top four. Now it's about the Carabao. I'm sticking Stick with, with fifth. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go Europe now. Sorry, Alan. feel bad. But you've, they've had a bad luck with injuries. Uh, Micah? I think I'll agree with Gary. Uh, mm. Europe okay. just missed out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on to Nottingham Forest. Um, I said they will stay up. Um, might battle relegation, but will stay up. Um, Alan, you said it would be a long, hard season. Bottom three, they could go. Um, Micah, avoiding relegation. They have quality players, but uh, need to stay fit. Um, at the moment, they're 14th, eight points above the drop zone. They've beaten Chelsea and Villa this season. I think they've been really good. I, d I don't fear for them in terms of relegation. I think they'll be just above that fight for relegation I think they'll be okay almost like a you know like a crystal palace kind of vibe I think they've done really well I mean it pains me to say I'm a Leicester fan it's down the road they're our rivals I thought we might swap places at the end of this season but I think we'll be playing in that East Midlands <laughs> derby next year and I hope so because I think Cooper's done an excellent job I really do this is probably the one that I would sort of take back if I could in the predictions because I had them really struggling, but Cooper's done a brilliant job. Um, great atmosphere there. And what is it? You say eight points clear relegation. So they'll be fine, I think. But they've, they've really impressed me. Yeah. It's great when you admit to getting it wrong, Alan. Not very often, guys. I know, I know. Not very often you admit it. <laughs> uh, they've done well, Micah. Yes. They're, they're, they're a good side to watch. As, you know, they have... You know, they're, they're kind of a, almost a counter-attack inside. They play quite directly, don't they? And they, you know, 
but it works. Alanga coming to the club, you know, somewhere it was surplus to requirements. I quite liked the... him at Manchester. I yeah, thought I he know. had something at Manchester. I just think he's got something about him. I was surprised that they let him go, actually. I was surprised as well. Yeah. And he's, he's he scored a couple. He's playing really well. Some good celebrations as well. So feel good factor at Forest is all looking good. On to Sheffield United. Um, well, we were we were unanimous in the fact that we all thought they'd be uh, relegated. Um, it's it, it's been tough for them so far uh, this season. They're still in the bottom three. They've now gone up to 18th because of Everton being dock point. They've conceded the most goals this season. Um, 31 and 8 in one game against oh, I can't remember who that was it might have been Newcastle <laughs> um, I was I, there can they survive I think it's going to be tough for them isn't it no I've not seen I've not seen enough for for, for me to turn around and say that I'd, I'd be hopeful they can survive I think goals conceded column is far too many and when you're conceding that many you've got no chance so um I don't see them surviving, though. I've got to be nice to Sheffield United, only because Ollie McBurney's my neighbour. He lives about two miles down the road. And so two I'm, miles? I'm, and he's your neighbour? <laughs> well, he you've door, got then. the biggest house in the world, <laughs> Monica. <laughs> Do you live in Buckingham Palace? <laughs> he's my neighbour. He lives two miles down the road. <laughs> I have got a mile drive, Alan. <laughs> He's the plane back from Mexico landed in his front yard. That's harsh. Yeah. I'm only joking. Come on, Micah. No, he's just he's just he's a great guy. He's my neighbour. I love him. So I'm not being too critical with Chef United, but They've not convinced me yet that they can stay up. Um, I'm looking at the play. One week is is very good. The other week, sort of like too defensive. Don't really know what they're trying to do. So yeah, they've not convinced me yet. So I'll still say going down. Okay. Tottenham Hotspur. I said Europe. Alan said they won't challenge for the top four, especially without Kane. So we'll finish eighth or ninth. And Micah, you said that Tottenham are a better side without <laughs> Harry Kane. Oh no, you said Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I must admit, I think two weeks ago, we'd have a different conversation than we had now. And they had that awful night, didn't they, against um, Chelsea, where everything that could go wrong went wrong. They lost two players, probably, two, well, definitely two of their best players, um, Madison and Van der Venter injury. They had a couple of suspensions, two red cards. They lost the home game to Chelsea. Then they play Wolves and they're one goal up. And you think if they can get something out of this international break and then they lose two goals in injury time. So, you know, I think our views have, have, have changed a bit. But overall, if you'd have said this at the start of the season, where they'd be, what they were doing, considering they'd lost, obviously, their, their superstar, um, I think they've done pretty well. Pretty well. No, I think they've done really well. I think if you had said to the Spurs fans before ball was kicked, they'd be in this position. Um, I think they would have snapped your hands off. And they've played some really exciting football. Been unlucky last couple of games, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I still. Don't, I'm not quite sure that they'll have enough to get in the top four. 
but they'll certainly be better than what I thought they were going to be. Yeah, talking about possibly the top five now, and they're still only two points off the top. I I think they can get Champions League if everyone is fit. Well, the two big players won't be fit until the new year, at least. Madison, who's been absolutely brilliant, one of the signings of the season, I think we'd all probably agree on that. As has Van de Ven as well. Who's, to lose one of them is bad luck, but two... Um, and yeah. then Romero with your partnership yeah. centre-half when we talked about them being the partnership of the season so far so to lose to that it's very difficult to predict if it was all fit I would say Champions League but I would I would like to see when they're going to be back but I'm going to I'm going to say could slip into that number five position for Champions League I, I wouldn't disagree with that I, I mean I said Europe at the start of the season but I think we were kind of Probably forgetting a little bit that it's all—it's very likely that um, the Premier League will have five teams in the Champions League next season. So, okay, I think we're all in agreement there. Um, we'll go on to well, our last two teams: um, West Ham. Um, I said mid-table. Um, Alan said the same. Um, I mean, it, all three of us said uh, mid-table, uh, in fact. And currently, they are ninth, which is very close to <laughs> mid-table. Um, <laughs> I think they've had some good games and some not so good games. Jared Boeing, I think, has been excellent, hasn't he? Eight goals and assists this season. Ward Prowse has been an excellent signing. They've only had one clean sheet, though, this season, which would be a concern, wouldn't it? A massive concern, considering I've got the goalkeeper in my in fantasy, fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> and so is the fear. Oh. <laughs> Ariola, eh? Ariola, yeah. cheap and cheerful, makes loads of saves. I thought he'd have loads of clean sheets. <laughs> the typical David Moyes team, and it's not happened. But another one to throw in there, kudos as well. Or the last couple of games, yeah. this looked real. Yeah. Yeah. Really kudos good. to kudos. Oh, kudos. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the signs of the season, though, as well, isn't he? Ward Prowse. I mean, what a bargain. What did they pay for him? About 30 million. Yeah. He's been really what a season he's having again, the assists. And we did a piece on him uh, on Match of the Day, I think, not so long ago about him, about his set pieces and where he puts that ball time after time, week after week. It's, it's just phenomenal what a dead ball player he is. Do you um, think some of the clubs, that you know, the so-called bigger clubs would be thinking, hmm, missed out there, probably should have, yeah? 100%. Liverpool yeah. should have yeah, bought him. Yeah, I think him. so, yeah. Liverpool, yeah. He, yeah. he was destined for Liverpool. Replace Henderson... Do exactly what Henderson can do. And he's got delivery as well. I'm thinking, why has that not happened? But yeah, uh, fair play to Moyes as well. Tactically, he's scoring a lot of goals. And he's left Antonio on the bench in the last couple of games. And Bowen's actually be playing up front, which you would never think David Moyes' team. He always wants to play with a big striker up top. But he's just adapted the way he's uh, seen things recently as well. Mid-table? Yeah. 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 Agreed. Still the same, yeah. Right, finally, we come to uh, Wolves. I had them in the bottom three. Alan had the relegation battle, as did Micah, although you said, Micah, that they will stay in the league but will struggle. I think when we did this, I don't think the, the, the new manager situation, it was just after Lopetegui kind of scarpered and they were managerless. Um, I'm just trying to defend myself and get myself out of a hole. Here. Um, we know. Because um, Gary O'Neill has obviously come in and, blimey, what a job he's done. I mean, really. And to be perfectly honest, they're 12th in the table. But you've also, 
I think you've got to bear in mind that they've had some decisions, VAR decisions, go against them this season that have probably cost them at least, what, I don't know, three, four, five points? No, I think he's done a really good job. He's been measured when he's had to be. He's got angry with officials, and rightly so, because some of the decisions that uh, that have happened. One of them was against Newcastle. But I think he's done a really good job, and I think he had a lot to prove because of what happened to him at Bournemouth. We all felt it was really harsh. But I, I think he's um, he's been superb and doing a great job. Yeah, I suppose on the downside, Neto looks like he's going to be out for, for some time. But Huang's done really well, hasn't he? He's like six goals, a couple of assists as well. I think overall, I mean, I think, you know, they played decent football. They've done really well. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to move to like a kind of lower mid-table, probably around where they are at present. So I'm going to admit that I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Got it wrong. You've, you, sometimes you, you, you need to admit these, these things. And they'll probably fall now and go down. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with Wolves, though, if, before we, we wrap up, if you actually look at the players that they have, they've got amazing players. They're not amazing team yet, but they've got Cunha from Atletico Madrid. They've got Neto, who everybody who wanted. that the defensively signed. I know they lost uh, Mateus Nunes was a real blow and they lost Neves as, as well. Lamina, he's come in and done well. They've got some really good, talented players. So they should be nowhere near the bottom, in my opinion, player for player. It's just putting that together as a team. Alan? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think um, I've been really impressed with them, as, as I said. And I don't think they'll be in a relegation battle. Um, I think they'll have more than enough to stay up. And yeah, I think in and around where they are now. Yep, I, um, I think we all pretty much agreed on that. And that's it. We've done all 20 teams. We've rattled through. And overall, I think we've done pretty well so far. Obviously, there's a long way to go in this season, but this is why we do a podcast called The Rest is Football, because we know our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, so anyway, thank you very much um, uh, once again for all your kind comments uh, and your love of the podcast. Um, hopefully you'll keep listening, keep enjoying it. And um, we'll probably do this again um, sometime in the new year to see how, uh, how we're faring um, because it's, it's sort of fun. Um, but for now, uh, that's it uh, from us. And uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, U.S. Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics U.S., brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. 
We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? Well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts.